Statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Last time, long time. It started in 1904 on the banks of Cottonwood Creek at Old Island Park in Guthrie. This game was for state pride before Oklahoma was even a state. OU's Ed Cook dove into the icy waters to claim a touchdown on the Rough Riders' way to a lopsided victory. It was bizarre. It was chaos. It was almost 40 years later before a writer finally found the perfect word for it. And today, for the last time, for a long time, Bedlam. A word that from Broken Bow to Gaiman, from Hollis to Miami, from Norman to Stillwater, stirs the simmering soul of this great state. Pride mixed with passion, loyalty interwoven with disdain, crimson and cream squaring off with orange and black. Whichever of the 77 counties you call home, whether you boomer sooner or wave the wheat, whether you raise one finger to the sky or you add the thumb, losing this one is not an option. Today, nearly 120 years after Ed Cook's polar plunge to glory, can the Sooners ride from the palace to Pickens, go into the Cowboys' corral, and gallop away with a crimson-colored victory? We're about to find out. It's football time in Oklahoma. Looks in zone, throws in zone. He's got a man. Man, it's kind of it's kind of setting in finally. If this is the last one, it's crazy. I don't know how I feel about. It. Well, I do know how I feel about it. I don't like it. Uh, well, I mean, it's. I think they'll play again at some point. The question is, like, if you were to put an over under on the next time they play, like seven and a half. I I, I don't know. Uh, I have maybe no the idea. Over on that. So you think that? 
Uh, outside, of, okay, you think they'll be scheduled to play again, not a bowl game or something like that. You think that they will get together and at some point? I would say in the next 15 years, yeah. Um, I've seen comments from Josie before, and I feel like I saw another one yesterday from him that he is hopeful and he thinks that this will, if not on an every-year basis, that they'll play this game again in the regular season. Like It, it sounds to me that OU and Joe Castiglione will continue to pursue this game in the future. It's just whether Oklahoma State wants to play it or not. And if Mike Gundy's there for another 20 years, which I guess he may be, then maybe they don't play it for the next 20 years. But that's going to be a complicated deal here moving forward. But I, I do think that they'll play again in the in the regular season. I, I do. I'll tell you what's wild. I'm shocked because this is one of the most wagered on football games in all of college football every year, and it does massive ratings. I'm shocked that the network partners didn't say, uh, yeah, you guys are going to keep playing this thing. You know? I mean, that's who really runs college football. Kind of shocking that both sides are able to walk away from it, or, you know, I don't know if both sides did, however that worked, but um, that's kind of the surprising part. But whatever, it's the last one, at least for the time being, and um, there's a lot of buildup. There's a lot on the line, uh, not just bragging rights. There's oh, a lot man. on the line for this Seasons season. Seasons are on the line on this one. Yeah. It feels like, like kind of the same thing with Kansas State and Texas. And maybe, you know, the path for both of those teams is a little more difficult. But it feels like almost a, a – Big 12 championship game elimination round yeah. uh, to some degree. And um, if it makes anyone feel better, I'm, I'm just trying to go back over the years, uh, the past you know, 10, 12 years or so. Feels like that spot, like this is not the first time that we've seen that. This point right. in the year, later on in the year when this game is played, and OU's fared pretty well in those spots. Last time that was the case in 2021, and that, that didn't work out for OU, right? Um, but back to 2019... OU needed to win in Stillwater to kind of keep their playoff hopes alive. Backs were against the wall after a loss. They won that one. Same thing in 18. Same thing in 17. 17, that was the case for both teams. 16, OU won a de facto Big 12 championship in Norman. 15, they needed to win that game to keep their playoff hopes alive. So we've seen kind of this scenario, a similar scenario, several times now in the past 10 years, and OU's won far more times than not. Yeah, do no, you, that's true. Do you do you believe in a mental edge in this series? By the way, because I I absolutely do. I think so. I think so. I mean, I guess whenever you look over the, well, I don't know. There, I think there's a mental edge, but there's almost always outside of a handful of times, there's there's an athlete edge on the field that's true and i think whenever you combine combine the two it makes for a um what's been a one-sided uh, affair for sure but i you know i do think that the, some of the mental stuff does play into it i don't know how you quantify it i don't know how many points you say it's worth a game if any 
Um, the only way I can quantify it is 91-19-7. to seven. <laughs> Right. And all well, of the times I, that you've just completely ripped their heart outs over the past because it's happened so many times late in games, man. I think the most telling part of it is maybe not the entire series history, but the best coach that they've had by a huge margin, the most consistent, he's one win away from winning 100 football games in the Big 12. Only Bob Stoops and Bill Snyder have done that. Gundy is by far the best they've had, and his record is telling, right? As good as he's been, as many 10-win seasons as they've pumped out, he can't beat Oklahoma. 3-15, and 15, man. 3-15. Three, yeah. three and 15. And here's the thing. Like, it's this game is big for both sides. Like, for, for OU, all right, if you don't play this game, like, we're getting some texts that agree with you on the text line saying it sucks that they're not going to play this game anymore. But at the same time, you're trading a game like Bedlam into, you know, some awesome SEC games at home, right? So you're kind of seemingly moving on to greener, more exciting pastures when it comes to your overall schedule. The point, the, the point is, is how big this is for Oklahoma State is that I've heard comments this week from OSU fans that this is a legacy game for Mike Gundy. And if they win this game, if they beat Oklahoma this time around, that whole 3-15 and is not going to be talked about as much. and It will be more talked about how he won the last one against these two teams. Right. So that's how big this is for their side to one one final time or at least one last time for a while definitely some truth to that definitely some truth to that now i will say though like you're replacing this game with sec i kind of but you're really going to be replacing it with yeah, a really crappy I, fourth sure, non-conference. I, I'm just talking about a more exciting home schedule. You're right. Yes, that's that's what that i really meant. i'm not going to try and die like, on that hill today it's worth it to it's worth it to ditch this rivalry and go to the SEC. That's, I, that's I mean, sure. Yes, yeah. you're, you are correct. JR and Broken Arrow, I hope those greeter pastures aren't littered with cow manure. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Kendall says no he disagrees kidding. with me. I'm going to miss Bedlam. I never said the opposite there, but okay. Yeah. Uh, 918, greener pastures are not. Losing this game absolutely sucks. Uh, 405, we are trading Bedlam to play Maine next year. Yeah, well, yeah, but whatever. We're going to have overall a much better schedule. So, I mean, that's kind of the thing. In in the grand scheme of things, it's worth it. And hopefully at some point we can get the series back up and running, right? Um, or at least play the series every now and then. At least that's my hope. Sarks, we'll see. Sarks Vodka is going crazy here. He wants an answer. I'm sure it's been asked a million times. Is Farouk playing tomorrow? Sark was asked a million times last hour, and Parker and I talked about it, yet still someone got mad at us for bringing it up. Got Acting mad like for bringing fault. it up? He, yes. That Why? I, I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. I mean, it's kind of a big thing. Yes. That he, um, right, the Thursday night before a, a big game, I don't know what he was doing. I don't know when it was. I don't know what was happening. Driving erratically with an expired paper tag. Uh, Improper turn, failure to yield to emergency vehicle, and failure to appear in court to court warrant on driving over a curb. So it had some uh, some unpaid tickets here as well. So on previous deal, 
any idea like when what time that was like the big question to me is like none of that is a suspendable offense unless it was at a time that perhaps broke a curfew that they have as a team and that would be reported dates was 21 hours and 14 minutes on thursday night so what's that like nine o'clock? Hey, that's not bad. Not bad. Um, so I, if that's the case, then I would be shocked if he didn't play. Um, if if like, there's something else there, perhaps. But to me, that's one of those where don't be a knucklehead. Uh, drive like a normal citizen. Take care of your tickets, whatever they are, and you know you're going to play in the football game because I, that's one of those where if he doesn't, that's like punishing everyone else in more than it is him. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, especially, and I know that you shouldn't tinker with your discipline, uh, but, whatever your schedule is. But but whenever you've got. <laughs> Already your number one wide receiver out. <laughs> Season's you know, on the line. I would, I would, if I were there, I would uh, fall on the side of leniency. Yeah. All right, and maybe uh, getting it in some other he way. He suits up tomorrow, and Tommy Walker's like, really, guys, seriously? Oh, so if I do that after a loss, I would have gotten to play. I'm, I'm kidding there, but yeah, if I had to guess, I I'll guess that Jaleel Farouk plays. That's that's just well, that's purely a guess, but I, that's my guess. That's where I'm at. And to me, the the bigger question question is: Does Stutzman play, and does Tawi Walker play? And if they do, how effective are they going to be? To me, that's yeah, the story well, of the football game, and it still is, man. Regardless of what happens with Jalil Farouk, and it sounds like you're you think he's going to play as well, but yeah, like if he's even in the consideration of that. I'm still more concerned with Gentry, with Stutzman, with Tawi Walker, and all the other names that we've listed. Like, I, I, you prefer Jalil Farouk to play, but you're right. Like, there's some other names that you're still worried about, mainly being Stutzman and Tawi Walker. Those are still the two most important injured guys that need to be right. not only available, but 100%. Because it, right. it, it's not – tomorrow, to me, it's not just that Tawi Walker is available to play. It's that Tawi Walker is available to play – and carry it 18 to 20 times because that's what right. this game might demand. Same thing with Stutzman. It's not may not be good enough for him to just be available. You need him out there for the majority of the snaps in a game like this. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I, I don't know what the latest is on, on either one of those guys. University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables was, uh, what do you say, fingers crossed earlier in the week. Um, you know, I don't know. That, to me, that's a that's the story. If you ask me, how how confident do you feel about Oklahoma winning the football game? It's, I mean, it's back to the same thing. It's a different question whenever you ask me if they if I'm confident they win the football game without their leading receiver, without their leading rusher, without their leading tackler. Uh, you know. Um, 
Metallier's limping around. He's hobbled. He's probably going to be closer to 100%. But uh, Peyton Bowen, a playmaker, has been hobbled and, and extremely limited. Reggie Pearson's missing the first half. I, it, that's a totally different question, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you know, like that, you bringing that up, we haven't talked about it this week, but all of that is going against this team, potentially going against this team going into this game. We'll see who plays, right? So yeah. we're not we're, we're a little down on the way that this team is is playing. Oh, and the officials will be against and, and this the team. officials. So there's a lot. You you just kind of detailed a lot of what's going against this team tomorrow. Throw in the hostile crowd and, and everything else. So I guess like a um, glass half full is if you can go in there and win this game tomorrow. Not only is it big for staying alive in the college football playoff and the Big Twelve standings. But this is one of those moments where everything's against you and you can go into a hostile crowd. Like, that can do something for a team. That can do a lot for a team if you yeah. go up there and win a game like this. So when we say tomorrow feels like the season, I stand by that comment, and I've said it since Monday. If you go up there and win, a lot of good can come up. And I know that this team didn't respond well after the Texas win. I understand that. But that win tomorrow can do a lot for this team just confidence-wise moving forward. But – Equally, if you go up there and lose and don't play well, then we're having some really tough conversations on Monday. Oh, yeah. Just a huge game, man. I no other way to say it. Yep. That's right. That is right. Huge game. Ton on the line. Everything on the line. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. Hanging out at Riverwind Casino today. Come and check us out. Don't forget to hit the text line. Let's see how you're feeling about the football game. 651-3439-Knippelmeyer text line. We will be back. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Play with your wild card all November. For a chance to win $100,000 in cash and prizes. With almost 3,000 of your favorite games. Plus multiple restaurants and bars. Riverwind really is a place for a good... Health, confidence, hope, and even love. Yes, love. Thank you! Learn more about how No Kid Hungry is helping end child hunger in America at helpnokidhungry.org. Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause? That seem out of place. That don't feel right. The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my friends. For my community. For my family. For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see safe? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Dola for the lead with 12.20 left in the fourth. Snap back, ball down. Kick by Amendola on the way. And it's no good. He missed it wide left. He hooked it wide left. Unbelievable. It's an OEC Fiber Football Friday on the rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. Haven't played yet uh, that yet this week. Kind of disappointed in myself. I know. It's been a, about a year since I'm I glad you one. revived that one. That Man, was good. I'll, I'll get back on it the rest of the show today. Don't, don't you worry about that. Text line's popping off, 405-651-3439. <laughs> These never get old. From the 918, hey, guys, just joined the show. Three questions. 
Any update on Farouk? Who's going to start at running back, and what time do we play tomorrow? They get the show. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen at running back? Who starts? Oh, instant anger. Blood pressure. Blood pressure rising. Instant anger because you don't want to think about any other option but Tawi Walker. Smothers. Golly, that was loud. <laughs> I hope 58,000 or however many they hold in that place. OSU fans aren't doing that tomorrow. Jeez. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I Hopefully Tawi's out there. If he's not, my guess is it's just going to be another rotation. But what? I don't know. Do we have any idea what Marcus Major's injury was last week? Shoulder, I think. I guess. I don't know. He didn't make the trip. What? Whatever. I don't feel good about it. I mean, I don't feel good about anyone but Tawi at this point. Well, you're probably going to have, if Major's out and Tawi doesn't play, or even if he does, you got to expect that he's going to be limited and there's a very, very high percentage chance that, you know, he re-injures that thing, uh, possibly. You're probably going to have some type of rotation between uh, Barnes, Sawchuck, and maybe one of the young guys like Smothers. I think eight. He's going to be active in the run game. Well, they won't let him throw deep. <laughs> that much we know. Uh, Bama Tom. Haven't heard from Bama Tom in a while. It says, as a traffic ticket lawyer for 31 years – those Farouk tickets are not serious. Yeah. Trap, traffic ticket lawyer for 31 years. All right, yeah, Bama Tom, I, I, I knew you were a lawyer. I didn't know you were a traffic ticket lawyer for 31 years. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Bama Tom saying that Farouk's going to play. How about that? I like it. Reported here first. Sean, yeah, I would expect that's that's going to be the case. Sean says put 82 at running back. He can do it. He's uh, <laughs> he's, he's been on that all week long. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff from OKC says they need to play the scene setter for the team every week because if you don't get pumped up after that, something's wrong with you. I'm ready to run through a wall. Let's go. Booma freaking sooner. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any lack of uh, getting pumped up for the football game whenever you pull into town. I hope not. That place is going to be as uh, as cranked as we've ever seen it. 2.30 kick, packed, loud, say what you want, the place is loud, paddle people are going to be right behind you, they're going to be letting Trace Ford know about it the entire game, student Jeez. section, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be as, my guess, as chippy and on the edge of something, you know, kind of getting out of hand as we've seen this game Maybe in a long time. It would be pretty fantastic if Trace Ford could find a way to uh, make a big play, but really like score a defensive touchdown. Right. But this time he doesn't get tripped up at the one or fumble the ball through the back of the end zone. This time he actually scores and gets six points with it. Yeah, I'd like to see him uh, make a couple of really big plays that isn't uh, countered with a catastrophic error, which is – what we've seen a handful of times from him this year with penalties or, um, you know, missed assignments. But, you know, he's done a lot of really, really good things. You know, um, this is one of the first games in a while where we haven't really spent a lot of time on the opposing quarterback. 
That's how yeah. good the the uh, the running back is over there, zero. Uh, but Bowman's been pretty solid here for them the past three games. He's got eight touchdowns, five interceptions all year long. So not like great numbers, but since he's really settled in, six touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, so that's a, that's a been a pretty good. It's been a pretty good number for him. The interception, the turnover number is is pretty low. I don't know, two interceptions through three games. Some would say that's still pretty high. But two touchdown passes averaging the past three games. Mike Gundy talked about staying in their uh, box this week, and that's kind of – I think that's staying in their box. Is Bowman maybe not throwing for 450, but not making, you know, some really terrible mistakes in the game. Right. Yeah. Um, That's been their – you know, feels like their recipe for success is whenever they've – you know, they settled on a quarterback, number one – Feels like they've they've gone more conservative in the passing game, taken a lot off off of uh, Bowman's plate, and just handed the ball a bunch to Ollie Gordon, and you know find a way to scheme a couple of things for him in the passing game for screens to get him out in space. I mean that's that's really what their offense has has uh, has been, and it's worked really good for them because their defense has started playing way better. Um, you know they got a couple of really good players defensively, and feels like they're they're starting to pick up that new system pretty good. OU Optimist says, "What is the over and under for bird penalties tomorrow?" Well, I'm going to be optimistic here and put say 0.5 because I'm hoping Caden Green's playing the majority, if not all, the game right there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's really the point is I don't know how much he plays. Um. You know that that penalty was a was a tough one. You heard Coach reference it in uh, his appearance at Rudy's, which you know typically means that uh, he's it's on his mind and he's not happy about it. And I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Plain and simple, Savion Bird has been unreliable at guard this year. Too too and up and down, that's, man. Way too yeah, up and down. Yeah, it's been a big point of frustration. He's. He's their most talented guard. You know, Caden Green is, he's got a higher upside. He's going to be a better offensive lineman. But he's a true freshman, and he played tackle all offseason. So, you know, he's just trying to get his bearings at guard. It should have been Savion Birds to run with. 405, I'm not for firing Jeff Levy, but if we run five straight jet sweeps in Stillwater, he should be made to walk back to Norman. <laughs> I, yeah. um... So on our Twitter page today, at KREF Sports, there's, there's a question up. Who's the single most important player or coach for OU to win Bedlam? And as you can imagine, we're getting a lot of uh, Jeff Levy submissions right now. I would say the top three, like OU fans saying this is the single most important figure for OU to win the game tomorrow, in no particular order, Dylan Gabriel, Danny Stutzman, and Jeff Levy are the, are the three getting the most votes. Yeah. Not shocking. But it's a huge game for Jeff Levy. That's that that much is it is that much is the case. It is, yeah. We've got to bounce back. We've we've, you know, we're going to have better conditions to throw the football. Um, we've got to push it down the field and get aggressive. I think, you know, they have a they have a pretty good front seven. When you include their safeties and how they attack the run game, they're pretty good. Uh, I, I think. You know, their defensive line obviously is is not 
you know, it's not close to the best that we've faced. They, uh, they're a little, you know, they're down in size, but they play hard, they play well. The big key to success, in my opinion, is to attack their corners. And you can do that through the air by making them cover, making them cover uh, Nick Anderson and Farouk and, and Drake Stoops, uh, throw the ball deep on them, put them in tough spots. But also, people aren't going to like to hear this, force them to tackle. Because I think we've got a good advantage on the perimeter if we force those guys to tackle in the the jet sweep and the, the bubble game. But the jet sweep and bubble stuff does not work. At least it will not continue to work if you are not attacking them vertically as well. Yep. You have to do both. Yeah. Uh, this is funny for the 405. Farouk ran over a curb. I said we should only go north and south this week. It's <laughs> good. So um, this may not be a factor at all in the game, but I think it's interesting to bring up because this exact same scenario happened last week against Kansas. And I'm interested if they're in any similar situation at any point in the game, if the decision that was made would be any different. In the first quarter of the game, OU had a fourth and three from the Kansas 20. And you know what they did there? They didn't kick the 37-yard field goal. They went for it on fourth down and didn't get it. Yeah. They presented with a fourth and three tomorrow from the Kansas 20. And let's just say that it's early in the game. Do you kick it and take the points this time, or are you going for it once again? Against, against Oklahoma State or yeah. just revisiting that Kansas game? Well, just um, no, the exact same scenario they had in the Kansas game, that's it. But if that same yes, spot happens up tomorrow, you take the point. Much better weather to kick a field goal tomorrow. Yeah, those kickers in pregame warmups, like right before that, could not get the ball through the uprights going in that direction. It could not. It was it was bad. So, yeah, I think they kicked that. Um, you know, I guess a lot of it'll you know depending on how how the kickers feel in pregame, like what exactly the the weather looks like. But yes, I think you do. I mean, I think we'll be kicking field goals. 42, 43, and in, you know, down in distance, obviously. I mean, we'll go for some fourth downs if we yeah. are moving the ball good and it's short yardage. Um, but I, I think we'll be I think we'll be kicking field goals tomorrow. Unless it's a disaster I mean, and you feel like, all right, we've got to go for a fourth downs. Yeah, sure. Right. All right. Um, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Our number one rolls on here from Riverwind Casino. Do you eat? Sleep and breathe Sooner football? We do too. This is The Ref, home of Sooner fans. If you're looking for a no-appointment-needed doctor's visit, head to Norman Regional's walk-in clinics in Norman and more. Open Monday through Friday from 7A to 7P. Our walk-in clinics offer convenience for new or established patients. The clinic providers treat allergies, cold and specialists to work with your insurance company in resolving your damage claims. Call Bob at Mop and Roofing and Construction at 405-703-3843 for your free estimate today. 405-703-3843 or visit mopandroofing.com. Mop and roofing. Go Sooners. Life is yours to spend. Spend it expanding your balance. Spend it expanding your mind. Spend it wondering what comes next. Spend it trusting that God has a plan. Spend it taking small steps in your own life. Spend it making a big impact 
on someone else's. First United Bank. Spend life wisely. 30 split backs again. Mayfield takes a snap, hands it off. Mixon runs left, breaks back right, and Mixon's on the loose. Down the right sideline, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. Touchdown Oklahoma on a broken play. He ran it left, cut back to the right, and it's a 66-yard touchdown for Joe Mixon. It is the rush on the ref, OEC Football Friday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, sending your thoughts to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Hey, I want to see a lot more Brennan Thompson tomorrow. 33, he's averaging 33 yards per catch. He only has three catches, but 33 yards per catch so far this year. Am I going to get my wish tomorrow? Is more uh, 15 going to be down the field? I don't know. I hmm. I sure hope so. We, I, he should be out there whether he's getting the football or not. He should be running all game. This it just seems like if they're going to ever use him and more than just hey we gotta have a drive to win let's get the fast guy on the outside which if you can play him in that spot I don't know why you can't play him uh, earlier in the game but whatever but if you're going to use him this year it feels like this is the game to do so because everyone's telling you to throw the deep ball more I think your head coach wants you to throw the deep ball more. It's a gettable secondary. You're the fastest guy on the field. The weather conditions will be damn near perfect tomorrow. Like it just it feels like it should be the day where we see more Brendan Thompson than we've seen the entire rest of the year. Yeah. I sure hope so. I mean, I know he's been banged up and he's been somewhat limited. Um, but we absolutely have to have his speed out there. We I mean I've, I've been saying it all week and really all year we have to stretch the field when you have the fastest guy out there on both teams you use him and it doesn't mean that you just have to heave the ball deep whenever he's out there he whenever he takes off on a go route and stretches the defense it creates a ton of space and as he's running by guys because no one can run with him it changes the way defensive coordinator calls plays. It changes how close those corners and safeties play to the line of scrimmage. It has an effect on the game, whether he gets the football or not. <laughs> Cherokee Sooner, quote from Gundy's presser. Yeah, we're expecting a great game. OU has a real good radio analyst, number 54. <laughs> uh, well... 54. Hopefully 54 is, in the di- is the difference in the game tomorrow. Hopefully 54 yeah. isn't punching the glass after the first 10 minutes of the game. Hopefully that's not the case. Because um, there are a lot of people maybe uh, punching the wall after the first 10 minutes last week. This team was, and they showed the stat on the broadcast, how awesome OU had been offensively, and I think defensively as well, just overall in the first quarter. Yeah. They were bad in the first quarter last week. Um Hostile environment, like it, just the way that OSU's trending right now, you you can't get off to a bad start tomorrow and start playing from behind. Let them control yeah. the tempo and the pace. That's actually it's that's a very critical component to tomorrow's game. You know, it's a killer whenever you know 
the defense started the game off on the field, and they actually forced a turnover on downs. And then uh, three plays later, we threw a pick six. That hurts. And then after the pick six, we ran a, a 11-play drive and then got turned over on downs. And then Kansas put together a nice drive themselves, 10 plays, and, and went and added a touchdown to make it 14-0. So, I mean, that's the thing. I, I keep going back to the defense did not play great. They had a chance to get off the field to win the game on the final drive. And, you know, they gave up some some big chunks on some stuff that they shouldn't have. Um, penalties cost them. I know they were awful calls, but... You know, it still cost them, and, you know, the play on the, the review on the sideline, that stuff cost them. They had to deal with a lot out there, but they still, in my opinion, play good enough to win the football game. Tyler from Kellyville says, I hope Trace Ford gets a sack and then throws up the pistol signals in front of the students. And holsters them or something? Holsters I don't know. Them. Can you can you throw the pistols up on the field, or does that uh, uh, sure create that's... a huge outcry across the country about – how, Good um, violence! Yes, that, that's yeah. exactly what would happen. Yes, he may not get the 15-yard penalty, but he would get canceled during the middle of the game on the Internet. Right. Maybe yeah. he could start well, paddling like the paddle people over there after he gets a sack. Is there, isn't there a rule like they're supposed to stop Yeah, because of Mac Brown. Because they were paddling during the middle of plays, and Matt complained about it. Can't hear. We can't hear the snap. It's hard to hear when the paddle people are banging over there on the side of the wall there. It's ridiculous. So they changed it to I think they have to stop a certain amount of time before the ball snapped or, or the play or something like that. Can you give Say us Matt. an interesting spin on the, the famous Gundy audio? The bed, the bed. But it's Mac Brown uh, saying the paddle people. <laughs> let me let me work on that. I probably can do that. Brooks says Trace can blow out the guns and holster them like Jalen used to do. There you go. Um, let's see. How is it that we continually have higher ranked recruiting classes over OSU that they are ever a threat? Well, the series history is ninety one nineteen to seven, so it's like the most lopsided in state rivalry in college football. So I, I would say that OU's done a pretty good job in this matchup over the years. Right. Yeah. You know, they just have – Gundy has a really good knack of using the, the wave to his his uh, benefit. You know, they'll have one or two years that are um, just kind of rebuilding years, and then they put it together for one or two really nice years. And – you know, he's done a really good job. He he had a quarterback that was pretty good there for – felt like he uh, – the Sanders kid was at Oklahoma State for five years um, starting quarterback, which maybe he was uh, whenever I think about it. But, you know, they, he, he just does a really good job, you know. But he's – he's what is he, 3-15? and 3-15 and 15 as a head coach. As a player, he was 0 for 4, and as an assistant there, uh, he had a couple of wins. But, it, it's yeah, it's not great. Not great. Three yeah. fifteen as a head coach and player head coach. That would be what three and nineteen, right? Yep. So, I mean, i I think the I think the record is actually. I mean, it's it's really quite the accomplishment considering uh, how many ten win seasons Oklahoma State's pumped out over that that tenure. It's been 
They've been really, really good. I think, are they They've second? Been a, yeah, a hell of a lot better than Texas the past decade. It's really not been even better that close. Than, haven't they been better than everyone other than Oklahoma yeah, as far as wins? Kansas State might be the only one, um, potentially even TCU. But I think Oklahoma State has been second in terms of like overall wins, conference wins since about 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I think I think we've done a really good job against them. Only a couple of times have they been uh, like a real favorite. I know they were a favorite by what ten in twenty thirteen, and Correct. Blake Bell uh, came in and dashed oh. those hopes. Don't worry, we'll get to that Hunziker highlight later on today. That'll that'll happen. Nice. Uh, All Frisco right. Sooner, one more guys. Okay. It pains me to say this, but if OU gets down big early in this game, it may be a royal ass whipping. I just think with OU psyche right now, they cannot deal with that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think that we are far more wired to come from behind in this game than Oklahoma State is. No no question. Now, Andrew Anthony, Jaleel Farouk, whoever's playing out there, that's still true. Yeah. And – you know, frankly, it forced us to start being more aggressive offensively. But I I do think that – I think Levy's going to come out right out of the gate and they're going to have something up their sleeve. They're going to be really, really aggressive, and I think they're going to come out and do some really nice things on offense. I do. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number one next here from Riverwind. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner Game Day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra. With available features like the V8 engine. The ultimate luxury interior. And of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra. Not just any truck. The truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come extend the life of your garage door by getting your tune-up today. Affordable door will check the springs, rollers, and cables, plus much more. Get your tune-up today, 405-635-9499. Or visit affordabledoor.net, the official garage door company of the Sooners. Hand off to Pirine up the middle. Pirine down to the two-yard line and takes a knee. That's a classy move. He could have gone untouched into the end zone. He just took a knee. And now the clock can wind down. David's Group bringing you this hour of the rush on a football Friday. If you have an emergency 24 hours a day, give Cavens a call. They specialize in fire, water, mold, remediation, and crime scene cleanup. That's Cavens Group. 405-573-3048, 405-573-3048. CBS had a story out today uh, with the best bedlam moments of all time. The first one they list is the 1969, a very nice game between nice. Uh, OU and Oklahoma State. OU won that game 28-27 because Steve Owens carried the ball 55 times for 261 Dang. yards. Yeah. And OU stopped wow. a two-point conversion late in the game to win by one. Man. 55 times for 261. 
that is a day at the office right there. And we will see something similar from Oklahoma State tomorrow with Ollie Gordon. 55 his, times, yeah. His, uh, his carry numbers have gradually gotten larger and larger as, uh, as the season's kind of unfolded for them. You know, whenever you go back to the the loss to South Alabama, I think he only touched the ball like five times or something like that. Um, pretty wild uh, whenever you, you kind of look back. Yeah, he uh, South Alabama, three touches. Uh, the game against Iowa State where he went for 121, 18 carries. Uh, then 21 against Kansas State, 29 against Kansas and West Virginia. And then 25 against Cincinnati, but let's be honest. Uh, he got the curtain call in that game and was able to, to go over on the bench, take the helmet pads off, and wave to the crowd. Yeah, or he had, it would have been even more of an impressive so day. So he's, 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 around, he's around 30 touches with the 25 carries and four receptions. And you go to the, the Kansas game, he had six catches in that one and 29 carries. I mean, he's going to have 30 30 plus touches against us. The 1985, the Ice Bowl game's on here. Negative uh, four degrees at halftime. Sleets, windshield. The windshield was a wicked negative four degrees at halftime. And it feels My like every goodness. time we've gone up there recently, it's been like ridiculously cold. Not tomorrow, dude. High of 72 no. degrees. Let's go. Perfect. Yep. Tomorrow's exactly going to be team. perfect. I, I, and I do that think. I mean, I think that, not overwhelmingly, but does help OU out a bit. I mean, we saw how reluctant they were to throw the ball in the conditions last week. So a nice 72-degree day bodes well if they do want to throw the ball down the field a ton. Right. Um, what's the wind look like? It. Ooh, man, low wind, baby. It's going to be um, right around 10 miles an hour. Three to seven, actually, is what it says for the day, but with some some wind gust up there. That's perfect in Oklahoma. That's zero wind, so no excuses whether tomorrow to push the ball down the field. And I think DG has another incredible football. Put the game. ball in his hands tomorrow. Put there the ball go. in his hands. Didn't last week for whatever reason. You better do it this week. Let him go win a game. You're exactly right, Tyler. Thank you. Thank you. You're exactly right. I and. He needs it. I think he, you know, like a lot of players, he gains confidence and gains rhythm the more he, more opportunities he has. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two, The Rush, coming up next here from Riverwind. Stay tuned. You're listening to the home of Sooner fans, KREF, Norman, Oklahoma, and streaming live on the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Wake up with Toby Rowland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through three hours. And T.J. Perry. 